get ready to power start your day with wealth, lifestyle, and leadership coach, Nicola Smith-Jackson. Tune in each Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern for your daily dose of motivation and business education to help you build big business and be successful. And now, here's Nicola. Jackson, we're going to reawaken your spirit, resuscitate your passion, renew your mind so you can recommit to the plan that God has for you and ask for you to build a big business. We're here coaching you every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you have not done this already, go ahead, share the call with others. Uh, wait a minute. Can you hear us? Let to see here. Are you here? Let's see. Are we on the board? Oh, it says you can't hear me. All right. So if you haven't done this already, go ahead and share the call with other people. Uh, you can go ahead and have them dial in at 602-753-1848 or listen online with their smart device, iPad, tablet, PC, or Mac at blogtalkradio.com forward slash success with Nicola. I can tell you uh, this uh, technology is so crazy sometimes. I am telling you right now. I today's episode talking about servanthood is 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 I'm telling you it's going to be a game changer for those who really get this. Um, God has been dealing with me even all from the morning, and and I can tell you something. If you can get this lesson today, you'll never have to sell anything another day in your life. This 90-day run on Miracle Mile has been a miracle not only for you, for those who are participating, but also for me. And I find the need and and the clarity of Lord, show me what am I missing or not sharing with those who so desire to live the life you promised them, but they're just not experiencing it. Myself being able to be in such awe of God's grace and mercy and also of this outpouring of blessings on my life. And, and my thing is, I just want you to experience it too. And I'm seeking every day. And I'm asking, I'm knocking every day on behalf of you, your family, your legacy, on how can I be better at sharing with you what exactly you can do so you can live an amazing life too. And Today's episode, I think, is going gonna, is gonna to get it. I think it's going to get it. You've heard it so many times, but maybe today it will click for you so much so that you'll take a different action. Our scripture is going to be coming out of the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 20, 
23, Matthew chapter 23, and we're talking about servanthood. This 90-day run on Miracle Mile with our companion book, The 21 Indispensable Qualities of a Leader, and uh, this is number 19. So I'm going down the list and I'm saying, is there any of these that a person just can do without? And my answer every single time has come to no. You must make a goal if you desire to live a life of fulfillment. It's not about money. Live a life of fulfillment where you never have to worry about money. You're going to want to go back and study and implement the information that you're learning. And so we got to go to the Lord on this one right here because we're talking about servanthood. You want to boss up. You want to own own your outcomes. You must become a servant. Let's go to the Lord on today. As you put it in proper perspective for you. Father God, we come before you. We honor you today because today is the day you've made, and we're so glad we're joined. We're here in the land of the living. Dear Lord, right now, I'm, I'm asking that your servant decrease as you increase like never before. Your Holy Spirit, please guide, direct, and correct us as we're on this path of bossing up. Help us get clear who the true boss is and help us to now strive to be in the likeness of your image as you've made us to be in every way. Dear Lord, as we are seeking your face and not your hand, as we're going out to do these great exploits in your name to serve the kingdom first. But in order to serve the kingdom, we got to seek it. He said everything else will be added us. We're thankful and we're grateful that we believe that word so much so that we're taking a different action and path on today. We're going to by faith. And we know that way we will have a bright future. We're doubting our doubt as we are knowing that you're making every crooked path straight. We're thankful, Father God, that you're there in the valley as well as the mountaintops. So we want to seek you before we need you so that when we need you, the relationship is already there. We're thankful, dear Lord, that we are breaking down every barrier between us and you. And we know that if we can serve you, we can serve your people. And let that be our foremost priority. We're grateful for all you've done and all that you're going to do for us and through us. We honor you and bless you and seal this prayer with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't know. You know, there, there, there's some of these qualities, obviously, that hit home so much more than uh, others, obviously, and those are the ones I'm, I'm the ones that don't. I'm making sure that I'm taking note and saying, okay, I got to make sure that I am um, bossing up in every way so that I can serve at my best. 
I encourage you to identify that too. Don't just go along to get along or to be able to say, hey, I'm reading this book. I want you to really be a part of the movement and the idea of kingdompreneurs and really, really identify as a power starter. When we start talking about servanthood and I think about how it's first serving God and then my family and then uh, those who I'm called to serve. And I know that I am not called to serve or lead everyone because they would leave no one for others to serve. So I lead who want to be led and I feed who want to be fed. But when you begin to uh, really, really say, you know what, I want to connect in a, in a higher way. And you look at um, Matthew 23 verses 11 through 12 and um it just hit home for me. It says, but he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. Got to make it through this episode. I'm asking for you guys to help me. Because waking up every single morning, once I begin to understand, and and it's coming closer and closer and closer to the date, the anniversary of when I get clear on my purpose, by I accepted purpose. And when Dr. Monroe told me that I would be known for success, I would be known for making people successful. You can't really say you want to see people become successful or you really want others to be successful or even that you want to be successful yourself without servanthood. Servanthood requires humility as I am on these days with very minimal rest and I'm still committed to God and I still wake up to serve my family, my husband, as he's running out and he's serving the team, he's, he's, you know, he is, um, when I look at this, this amazing soul that God blessed me with as he is, you know, he can uh, dress up dapper, but then he was this morning in the do-rags cap, packed up with the, the, the van and the trailer heading on over to the hotel to prepare for our event. And I'm serving him breakfast on the way out and catering breakfast, and then I'm getting ready here. I already went through presentations, and, and then now I'm, I'm doing my review on the book and, and the time for worship with God all so I can serve. I know servanthood sometimes is inconvenient. Humbling yourself is hard. especially if you're not focused on pure heart and clean hands. Tom Maxwell recorded from Eugene Habakkuk. He says, the true leader serves, serves people, serves their interests, and in doing will not always be popular, may not 
always impress. But because true leaders are motivated by loving concern rather than a desire for personal glory, they are willing to pay the price. Many people want to be paid, but they don't want to pay the price. As we're heading into our event synergy, is the priority, have you even said, you know what? Is there anything I can do? This is a litmus test on are you a servant or looking to be served? Now, I didn't make the rules. I didn't write them. This is the word. He says, the greatest among you shall be your servant. So if, if you're experiencing, experiencing things that are not so great, are you serving? If you serve, you'll never have to sell. I can tell you something as a quality of a servant leader, we begin to understand that it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility to show love and compassion for others. It's our responsibility to say, I need to be more interested in what's important for you, not only interested in what I'm trying to get. Now, I want to come down somebody's lane because I know that there are some who say, you know what, I'm in a deficit. So when you're in scarcity, when you feel you don't have enough, the priority is always what you don't have versus what you can give. When my mentor, one of the greatest men I've ever met in my entire life, still thus far, Coming up on five years later, me has traveled the world, connected with the best of the best, the highest of the highest, still can't find a man who says that he wanted to die empty. He created miracles. He spoke life into people, life enough that they would pursue at the highest level. He has mentees that are probably done the biggest and highest things after they've met him, who every time we sat down with him, he pretty much want to know, who are you serving? He wasn't impressed. If you lived in a big house, nice car, what have you, that meant nothing. He expected that you should live in a big house and car through your service. That would be now to say, you know what, it only means it if it was as a result of you serving. Other than that, it meant nothing. I want to ask you a question that you know the answer to. Many of us have ever, we've gone to a restaurant, even if you're not the one that sit down for fine dining, 
if you are one that, you know, hey, the, the, the best dining at your level right now is a drive through I've been there. So you go back to the places where you've gotten good service, yes or no. I want to ask you, would you consider that you are a person of service? When you are a person of service, the things that go along with network marketing like edification, complimenting, giving what you've got, asking about the needs of the persons or the people around you will become inevitable. And guess what else becomes inevitable? Promotion, elevation. The word just told you the greatest amongst you is the servant, the one who will humble themselves. And then he also said that those who won't humble themselves will be humbled. So you start doing your business and you're doing so great, and then now things are like, okay, I'm scratching my head. What's happening? It doesn't look like I am going up. It looks like I'm going down or it looks like I'm spinning around. I don't know. But when you go back and you look and say, is my priority servanthood, or was I serving only to a certain point where the truth was I served what served me? Now, let's give you some points of a great servant, and you can agree or disagree, but if you went into a restaurant and you would say, hey, the server greeted you with a smile. They had confidence in the menu, right? This is what we're talking about with you. You're wearing your gratitude, right? Whether you're com- communicating with people, you're in your social media, you're greeting your, your prospects or your prospective people with a smile. You're greeting them to make them feel good. We're going to be training on this at Synergy. And if you're going to miss this Synergy, I say shame on you. We're going to be training this and you already have it on the inside of you, but you think you have to be someone else, do something else, then be a servant and a servant at pure heart, okay? So now you go, and then now the, the, the waiter and the server, they have confidence in the menu, meaning that they are competent. They know what they're serving. They've taken the time to say, I'm going to be trained, so at least I know what I'm serving, so that the smile is genuine. They make you feel welcome. They make you feel welcome. So when you're coming in, whether it's the events, the meetings, whatever, uh, whether it is you're coming in their space, even online or offline space, that they make you feel like this is the place for you. They're taking your order, meaning they're asking you questions like, how can I help you? What are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to accomplish? And they really mean that they want to give you what you ask for. So they're listening intently. They're listening and saying, I want to give you, what is it that they really need? And then now they initiate even other needs. So, so let's say, for instance, if you order the steak and they're going to ask, well, do you prefer A1 uh, with that steak or would you like any other 
sausage or condiments. See, you know, that little small thing even Chick-fil-A uh, offers you. you. You're going through, and they're going to ask you, is there anything else you need? You, you think about the different places that you go, whether it's fast food, uh, you know, family dining, fine dining. The ones who do these things, you tend to say this was a great experience. Then now they deliver whatever it is that they said in a timely manner. How many people would say, you know what, after you kidding, you coming into a restaurant and you hungry, you hungry, you are hungry. That's our prospects when they're coming into your business, whether it's your virtual doors or your literal doors. They are hungry for something. They need something. And then now here you go. Uh, you act like you want to get back whenever you're ready, or you act like it does not matter that they have somewhere else to go. It does not matter. Yes, this is what I'm talking about. You ask yourself, do I serve? So now they they want to they want to deliver in a timely manner because they're showing that they care. And then they come back and they check on you. Are you okay? Is there anything else that you need? They already now can look at the table and see that other things are around the table, and they begin to clean off the table without you saying, can you move this off here? Can you just clean this off before you bring this other thing? You know, the, the thing is you have people that you'll go into a place and then you've got the appetizer, and they're walking back, and they're ready to bring more food before they even cleaned off to make sure that you had a, a clean space for you to eat. And then now, at the end of the day, after they continue to check on you, they now and say, you know what, they show you that they're grateful that you came by. So maybe the manager comes by and they're letting you know, hey, I'm, I'm grateful that you came by. I'm grateful that you came by. See, we don't even understand that we're all anchoring each other. Sometimes we're in these events and in these meetings and we're thinking that we can just wear whatever face we want. We can do whatever we want, not thinking about the effects that we may have on the entire establishment. And they'll ask you, let me know when you're ready. But the service they gave was inevitable that you're going to be ready at some point in time. So they're not hungry and thirsty and looking at their watch and saying, okay, you ain't signing up right now. I'm not interested. You're not ready right now. I'm not interested. Because you were only looking to serve yourself and you're wondering why. Your back office looks like a graveyard falling everywhere. You're wondering why I can't get anyone to bite. Are you serving with this? No, we're not talking about being super nice. We're not talking about airy-fairy. We're talking about genuine care, creating authentic relationships and experiences for those outside of yourself. And so the book tells us and says, you know what? They're going to put others ahead of them. Mm. Hmm. You'd be surprised on how where you could see, I'm not talking about selflessness, that you're just only just, you know, you're not considering yourself, but I'm talking about where yourself is always the priority. I share with people all the time, even if you want to be a public speaker, if you want to be a top professional, why edification always go before you even empower anybody? Because that's sharing that it's not all about you at the moment. It's about the experience and the respect 
receiver of what you're empowering. I can tell you right now, when you start thinking about that you can pass on confidence, brothers, I'm not talking about dim your light. Everybody know I'm going to be the first proponent to say shine bright like a diamond because God has no respect to a person. So you're not the only diamond in the rough. So when you begin to understand that you not only elevate other people, you appreciate the greatness in others, and you'll point it out and you'll push them into that greatness. We're talking about team building right now. We're talking about team building. And then now they're not position conscious. I can remember it was a company I was in. It was only two. And I, and I, am, uh, I am really like the top leader uh, in the company and uh, we're on stage taking pictures at major convention, and people who their their back office probably was one tenth of mine. They're pushing me to the back so they can get in the front for the picture. And I'm looking like I just kind of let them move on over. I don't care. It would take my husband Robbie and be like, "Where my wife at? He's pulling me on." I'm like, "Get on the stage. Let them get their shine. If this is what the men, this is what they're here for. They need a picture." Go ahead and let them get the picture. And so for those who are like, oh, my God, they make sure my name there, did they do this for me? Did they make sure I'm this? But they're not even thinking about, am I coming to serve? Am I am here to serve other people so someone else can get on the stage? They're pushing the top earner off to the side, and you'll know what they're doing to folks who are not the top earners, and that's exactly what it was. They walk through the crowd, and, and people want to talk to them, and they act like Michael Jackson or something. I don't know. they like, I don't have time for this, forgetting that. There's only one place the money comes from is people, and if you don't want to serve people, God will say, you don't deserve my money. And so when you start thinking about that, it's all about love. It covers all things. Now, look at the characteristics of a servant. They perform small acts. They don't always have to be big. One thing about trust is test over time, and over time when you start looking at relationships and you start, you know, over time when things, relationships, when they go super, super long and the person now begin to realize they give way more uh, all the time than a person has ever given you, you say, okay, there's no real reciprocity here, Right. Servants like to hang around servants. And so I can tell you this. They also are confident that they walk slowly through a crowd and then they move into action. You can't be an initiator and a procrastinator at the same time. I think you need to take that one to the bank. It will take you to the bank if you understand that. You can't be an initiator and a procrastinator at the same time. You're a servant but you're last to do everything because you had to put everything else that needed that was concerning you before. Guys, you are. I want you to this call, even in the beginning of, okay, I was, I was like, okay, can you guys hear me? I don't know. God was working on me since 4.30 a.m. Yes, I've been up since 4.30 a.m., went to bed at 12.30. But I'm built for this. He built me for this. He built me for such a time as this so that I can help build other people. 
servanthood. From a pure place, you'll never have to fail. Motion comes from God. Remember, everything that you see in the natural first happened in the supernatural. Everything. Boss up and start owning the outcome. See you guys soon. Love you.